Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me and I can't wait to see you in the show. and welcome to this podcast episode where I'm going to share with you the seven biggest mistakes that I made in the first three years of my business that really made it take a lot longer for me uh, and made it a lot harder for me, a lot more stressful um, and really, really I could have got to... um, I could have got to a lot more flow and momentum a lot faster had I not made these mistakes. So I want to share them with you um, in the hopes that they inspire you, in the hopes that they land with you in a way that you don't have to go through as much pain and suffering as I did um, in the early stages of my business. And in saying that, it's also normal that it does, it can take some time for things that you learn to land. And so, you know, maybe you find yourself doing um, something that I've, I'm sharing in this podcast episode, but I think the more that you hear it, the more that it does land. And the more that you hear it really connected to other people's stories, that's what I always find the more that it really lands where you're like, oh, okay, like I get it. Like, okay, I need to do this differently or I need to stop doing this or I need to start doing this. Some of these things in this episode are start doing and some of them are stop doing. Uh, Well, not start and stop, but things I did do or things I didn't do that would have made like a really significant difference. And then obviously once I really learned this lesson and changed these things, it did make such a significant difference to me in my business. So I want to run through these with you and share them with you. And hi, this is another podcast episode from Portugal. I'm probably going to record one or two more here before I go to Spain, but yay. Oh, and I'm just really like, I'm really glad, like I'm breaking a bit of a break that I've had with my podcast um, and getting back in the flow of it because always once I start recording, I love it. I love talking to you guys and always like if for some reason I take a break, like I've got to kind of get through a bit of resistance to get started again. Just real talk, real talk. You you know, this is a real talk podcast. I'm not here to like pretend. Um, Like, I don't know, just this resistance builds up again. And I like unconsciously, I have this thing of like, oh, every episode is going to be like amazing and groundbreaking. And like, what am I going to create the next episode on? And I always, I always have to go through a process of putting that down. So that then I can just go, okay, what would I love to create an episode on? Or what's what's really alive, what's really active in me, what's active in the field? And then just fucking do it. Because you know what? For as long 
this is like a side mini podcast, like for as long as every episode needs to be really amazing and groundbreaking and life-changing and people are like, wow, so dazzled and, you know, like, God, definitely going to keep listening. You, you, well, I'm going to say, I'm saying you, but I'm, I'm, I really mean me. I'm never going to fucking record the next episode for as long as I have all that conditions around it. Um, that's a total side note. I wasn't planning to go there, but I do have a whole podcast episode where I really speak to that, which is about getting unstuck with marketing. Don't recall what number it is or what exactly it's called, but it's definitely got in the title, getting unstuck with marketing. So if that's a thing for you, uh, go and check out that episode. Maybe I should go listen to it too, but you know, I've, I've started my podcast again. So, um, maybe it's all right. I, I mean, I've actually, I've only been, del- I haven't been delaying it for that long, but, it, but, if, but I feel it. I feel the resistance. I was meant to do this on Friday. It's now Tuesday. So here we are. It's now Tuesday, 7.30 PM, by the way, which I never would, well, not never. That's a, that's a lie. I, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't usually work at that time when I lived in Bali, uh, where, which is where I've just come from to Portugal or when I lived in Australia, unless I'm like working on a, you know, a launch or a project or something that I'm like, okay, got to get these things done. Something like a podcast. I would have that done definitely during work hours. Um, but Portugal's different guys. If you haven't been to Portugal before, it's like Spain where every, which I didn't realize before I got here, but I'm also not surprised where everything runs on a later time clock than a lot of the rest of the world. And people, I, I met this couple uh, recently and they told me like, people don't start working until 10. They wouldn't start working until 10. I was like, what? And, and that's not just their own businesses. That's actually like a job. Um, both the, one, one does contract work, one's in a job. And, you know, they were talking about how, in this certain situation they were having dinner at 7 p.m. and like that's so early to have dinner. It's like 7 p.m. man. That's like that's like a middle middle to don't want to have dinner later than 7 p.m. is my usual thing. Um have dinner at 5:36 sometimes, which is really early, but actually it's like when I like to have dinner. But somehow I've kind of ended up switching to Portugal time. It's just it's happened. It's just happened, guys. And I am not a late person. Like I just literally do not operate well in the evenings. I literally would not record an episode at 7.30 in the evening in Bali or Australia because I would not be operating well then. I would not be feeling good. I'd be feeling exhausted. I would be, I would, if I was recording a podcast episode, then I would be in push energy, hundo percent, hundo percent. And I, I got myself out of that. Um, but somehow it's not like that here. And I've, I've actually been going to bed at midnight. I've if even gone to bed. Okay. On Sunday night after the acro jam I went to, which if you're listening to this in real time and you follow me on Instagram, you will have heard me, seen me share about it. But I went to the, I happened to amazingly magically find an acro jam. Uh, and I went to it on Sunday and I didn't get home until 11 PM guys. I usually go to bed. Okay. I usually go to bed, uh, somewhere between nine and 10. If I'm going to bed after 10 it's late. Um, I'd like to go to bed at nine. When I was in Bali, 
I even was starting to get myself to go to bed at 8.30 for a bit uh, because I was really like wanting sleep. And like never in my life have I just regularly gone to bed, even at 11. So I don't know. It's Portugal's making me crazy, but let's get into this episode. Seven, uh, I'm actually going to look, I'm going to let you in on a secret also before we get into it. I've got eight, but I felt like seven, seven was better in the title. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. It just seemed more harmonious to me. And I, I, I just get a feeling sometimes of like words or numbers that are harmonious and <laughs> a certain situation. And I felt like seven, the seven biggest mistakes in my first three years of business was more harmonious. Actually, originally I was going to do three, but I was like, fuck, there's way more than three. I, I cannot share only three. That would be robbing you of valuable lessons and insights. Um, so I've got, so I've seven, but actually there's eight. So let's get into them. Uh, number one, biggest mistake early on in my business, in the first three years of my business, is thinking that I had to fit a mold of what others wanted. And I know a lot of you guys are going to relate to this. I, I really felt like I had to figure out what other people, like what people wanted and to fit that mold. And I, and I felt like I had to figure out like what target audience even using this language, it's making me cringe a bit, but like what target audience would pay for my product or service and what they wanted and to fit myself into that. And I tell you what, that might even sound normal to some of you guys listening, but fuck, that is like, that is a road to pain, struggle, and usually like just not getting things flowing ever at all because it's outer referencing. It's like, it's trying to work out. It's essentially on a spiritual level. It's like trying to work out how you can fit into the world rather than being yourself and offering your gifts. Like on a, on a spiritual level, that's kind of the simplest way I can say it. And I would have to create a different podcast episode to give you like a full breakdown argument on how that is the case, but you're just going to have to roll with me. But actually in saying this, it brings to mind, I hadn't thought of this beforehand, but a friend of mine who is awesome at what they do, they're awesome at what they do. They have really good results at what they do. Um, it's a very like well, pretty, pretty like sciencey thing. Um, they're very good at what they do. The people they work with love them. Um, they they're just really fucking good at it, and they they know what they're doing. They're very knowledgeable on their topic, and they struggle like they they stay at this one kind of plateau in their business, and it's a struggle to maintain it. Um, and it's a, like this fight and struggle like to try to crack the code on how, you know, how they can grow their business or how they can even have stability in their business. Um, and their business is like, it is something that's at a certain level that, you know, they work in it full time, but it's, it's painful and it's a struggle essentially. And, um, oh, Alex, keep your train of thought. It's, Oh yes, their entire orientation is okay, but 
how, like, what do others want? Who's going to want this? Like, what's the messaging I have to, I have to say to them so that they recognize what it is that I'm selling and like, what's exactly, how do exactly do I shape my offering? So it's what they want. And it's all completely out of focus on trying to fit a mold of what they think others want and that that's what they need to do. And oh my gosh, I've actually reached the point with them where I just like can't talk to them about business anymore because I just give them the same advice every time and they just don't recognize it and they don't take it. And I'm like, like nothing's going to change for as long as you're doing this. Like you, you've seen that you've had years of evidence of that by now, like you, you could try this other way. Um, but anyways, everyone's on their own journey. Um, uh, but thinking you need to fit a mold, but th- like that was my experience until I broke out of that. And it's really scary to break out of that because we're all trained and convinced that that's what we need to do. Like, okay, I need to figure out what others want from me, figure out what the world wants from me, figure out like who, who will take it, who will accept it? How do I need to package it and position it so that they want it? Uh, And, you know, and then your entire focus becomes on fitting what others want. And that's a one way street to draining and zapping your own creativity on your own genius. And so it might seem scary as fuck and almost like counterintuitive to actually do the opposite thing and go, here's who I am. Here's what I have to share. Here's like what I can offer you and to have that be what shapes and drives your business. But when you make that switch, when you change that orientation to be from within you, inner reference, from your genius, from your creativity, that's going to change everything for you. That is actually going to set you up to be magnetic to people, for people to actually want your offers. Um, And for you though, to be engaging your genius in creating your business, which is what is going to create the flow and expansion for your business that you desire. You've got to engage your genius and your creativity. When you're doing the first thing that I was um, sharing, you are engaging your egoic beliefs about yourself, others, and the world, and you will be living out of your limitation and things are never going to flow. They're always going to be hard. They could work to a degree, but they'll be fucking hard. Like it'll just be hard. Uh, and it will always feel like a struggle. So that was number one. And, you know, I went through, I would say like I went through two stages of the shift out of this. Once where it, like I just really had, I, I just actually really got into my sacred sexuality practices again. And I had just an awakening essentially. And it just, I just started to do it. I, like I just broke my own, I don't know, like floodgates essentially. Um, but I didn't have all of, I guess, the structures to really hold myself in that at the time. So that happened for a certain period of time. Then I got really triggered and I contracted for ages. And then I really like learned these structures for tapping into my genius. And I also self-consciously went through a process of really letting go of needing my business to provide something to my ego, e.g. security, significance, 
success, all of that kind of thing to really tap into what was true for me. And I chose to just go for that, which feels so vulnerable. And, you know, that, that created massive change for me. And I see that consistently with my clients because that's obviously what I help my clients do as well. So that's a big one. Number one, number two is the expectations I had. Oh my God. Oh my God, guys the expectations that I had, um, the expectations of thinking of like my expectations about how quickly I should have results, how quickly I should see success, like how much traction immediately I should get from certain things, how many people should join a course, how many people should join my coaching, how much money I should be making in certain time periods. Fuck, fuck, it fucked me. It fucked me. And it was the reason I actually even quit coaching for a while uh, after I initially started was because of my mother flipping expectations and how they harmed me, you know, because they really then made me feel like there was something wrong with me and I was doing something wrong. And so I stopped. Um, And even when I didn't quit my business, the, my expectations that I had consistently made me make up stories about how there must be something wrong rather than just keeping on going when all I needed to do was keep on going and keep doing what I was doing and keep trying things and keep learning and keep putting things out there. That was what I needed to do. But the expectations I had made me get in my fucking head about it and go into contraction so that I didn't do that and completely completely, um, slowed me down and just caused massive pain and suffering that just was just a hundred percent avoidable, just completely didn't need to happen, which is why I'm so strong on trying to break down people's unrealistic and unhelpful and self-sabotaging expectations that they have around business. If you follow me on Instagram, my regular content on there, even in this podcast, like I'm consistently speaking to that to help you break that down for yourself if you've got that going on because, oh, it's just such a shame. It's because it's just such a waste of energy um, and something that's just completely fucking avoidable. So that's number two, expectations. Number three is being self-critical. And I mean, I guess this comes from expectations in a way, but being self-critical and never thinking that the uh, progress that I made or the things I created or the results that I got were enough. Never thinking that things were enough, which would then make me feel like there was something wrong with me, tell myself a story about it, make up this fucking story that would then make me contract, slow down, overthink, get in my head, like fucking, I like waste all this energy when all I could have done is kept on going and celebrated and celebrated because actually celebrating things and acknowledging things that you're doing to the action you're taking being one side and also um, the, any results that you're creating, acknowledging them, celebrating them, that actually also creates momentum for you to like launches you forward further and further, the more you can do that. So it's a very self-sabotaging thing to actually be self-critical and beat up on yourself and be down on yourself for all these different things. Guys, 
you got to stop doing this. It like, it harms you. You don't realize it. you, even your ego thinks it's helpful. That's why it's doing it, but it harms you. And so for me, that, that completely slowed me down because it would send me into contraction. I wouldn't want to do the thing again when literally I could have fucking celebrated all the, th- like, oh, it's, it's just crazy to me when I look back on this, when I could have just celebrated everything I was doing, I could have celebrated all the action I took. I could have celebrated all of the outcomes of all of the action I took and just gone, yes, awesome. Now, how can I do this again? How can I do this and add 1% more? How can I do this and add one step more? Like what else can I do? And, you know, and use that as momentum to just launch forward to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But I fucking didn't do that. And I, and I spent like months and months in freeze, in self-criticizing, in not wanting to put anything out there because I was feeling so shit about myself because I made up a stupid story about, um, how nothing was enough, uh, and I wasn't doing enough and I wasn't good enough and I wasn't creating enough of an end result. So that is number three, that, that being self-critical, it's, oh, you know, it's not just it's not just unkind, it's actually self-harm, you know, it really like, and it's spiritual harm actually. Number four is having my self-worth determined by how many people joined my offerings. Oh my God. Oh, I remember like literally one of the most painful moments (laughs) of my life. And you know, obviously there's been quite a few, but one that, that really stands out in my mind that I I've shared about before, but was this time that I was launching the wealth worthy journey. And it was, it was maybe the second time I was launching it. And it was my partner at the time's birthday. And we, we went into the city and we went to this sin, like this big kind of cinema we never went to, I don't, I just don't like going to the cinema, but my partner did. And we were walking around and, you know, we were in the city and going for a walk along the water and having dinner and going to the cinema. And I remember just like the whole time having the, the most sickest feeling in my stomach, just like, oh my God, like of just, I can only describe it as like, just feeling so unworthy, like ashamed, like I don't even know how to put it into words, but just this most sick feeling that I was not okay, things were not okay, life was not okay, like it was all terribly wrong and I was just like just horribly like had fucked it all up and um how would I ever come back from this? And it was all, it was all just like my self-worth being completely based on how many people had joined my program and what I felt like that meant about me and what I felt like that meant about my future. And I, and I was completely identified with it. And I didn't used to know that that was an illusion and that like, and how to get myself out of that. Like I would really go down in the questioning, like the self-doubt and the questioning, um, in my mind about my validity, the validity of my path. If this was really meant for me, if this was all a lot of shit, if I was full of shit, if like, um, 
and and just what it, what it would trigger in me just deep deep fears uh, of around who I was and my survival and you know really it's just like I was speaking to in the previous two points like having that experience where my self-worth was determined by how many people joined my offers would then determine like how I could move forward like what do you think I can do if that's how I'm feeling and that's how I'm deriving my self-worth like you know how am I exactly going to serve my business vision if that's the reality that I'm living in if that's a reality I'm creating for myself and that I'm living in it's not very conducive to um to even like being connected to my business's vision and mission and serving it because I'm just in this self shit show spiral um, of self-doubt and, you know, and then that's all consuming and that leads you to behaviors that, um, that, that don't lead you to your end result, that, that leads you to freeze, being stuck, spending all your time on the things that don't matter uh, because you're, you're in a self-worth shame spiral. So that was like, that was a major thing, you know, and you, you obviously always hear me talk about this kind of self-worth stuff. And when I didn't have a handle on it for a long time, um, and so having my self-worth determined by how many people joined my offers, and this is a thing that naturally, I'm going to say like naturally like default happens for, I'm going to say like, I'm going to say most people, if not all people, you know, like it's not, and it doesn't have to be as dramatic as that, (laughs) as that like low moment I had, like not everyone's going to have a moment that that was that low, but it it's, it's happens to a degree for most people, most of the time. And so it takes a level of self-awareness to just, to stop that and go, Hey, I'm def- I'm actually, the reason I'm feeling shit right now is because I'm unconsciously defining my worth based on how many people have joined my thing or based on how many people have liked my Instagram post or based on how many people responded to, you know, like my Instagram story. I'm basing my worth on that. And actually I need to pull that back because that's not actually where my worth and value comes from. And this is, I self-consciously do this still, like it, it happens to me a lot less now, but you know, uh, like uh, some vulnerability will get triggered. I'll be doing something new in business or I'll be putting something out there and maybe like it's got a slow start to it or whatever, like I get my period or, some, or something and that will, and it will just happen. And I'll notice like I'm feeling a bit bad or I'm feeling a bit anxious. I'm having my, that whole sensation triggered in my body and I can go, oh, that's because like I've just unconsciously started to base my worth and validity as a human being on how many people have just joined my thing. And I can take that back and, and stop that and, and not like have that be a whole spiral that we go on, a whole experience uh, that gathers momentum and traction. So that was a huge mistake. Huge mistake was so I'm just trying to think of like a, a more practical way that I can put that so that if you're in that experience, like what the mistake is, is, is um, seriously considering those doubts and stories that come up because they're just a load of shit and you need to not, uh, 
you need to not go into actually like trying to weigh up whether they're true or not because they're not. So that was number four. Number five is thinking that I needed to solve everyone's entire life problems. And I guess specifically, like if we're talking the first three years of my business, entire like financial problems with each post I would make or each email that I would write or even each like any offer that I created, like a a free class, like would feel like, oh my God, it's got to like, it's got to like literally solve everyone's problem and like address everything. Otherwise, like I've failed or people are going to be like, oh yeah, but what about now? Or like, what about, what about this or whatever, or not be interested or it's not worthy, like whatever the reasons, like I unconsciously felt that or I or consciously, like, I'm not sure, probably a mix of both, felt that it it needed to just be this huge, massive thing. And that's even, you know, I was saying that exactly at the start of this podcast episode. That was like what unconsciously starts to build up in my gaps, but sometimes with my podcast, like if I don't create a podcast for a while or whatever, like I have my period, <laughs> uh, which I just did uh, at the end of last week when I was meant to record this. Um, I, uh, I, oh yeah, I have this like little unconscious thing build up of like, oh, it's got to be amazing. You know, it's got to be like really make a big difference for people. Otherwise it's going to be annoying and it's going to annoy everyone and put everyone off and they'll hate me or whatever. And I found this to actually be interestingly a very consistent experience with people that I work with. So with one-to-one coaching clients that I have and with people in my business mastermind, I find consistently people actually have this uh, experience of just thinking like everything's going to be so wow and amazing and like solve everything. And that stopped me from just doing things. It stopped me from creating consistent content uh, because of all this pressure and expectations that I put on my content. And it stopped me consistently just, just putting, just like putting on classes, just doing things because I, I had all this pressure and expectations around every single thing. Um, when really I just needed to put shit out there and realize the value in just sharing a thought, uh, or just like the, the, the small, the, like the, the, whatever you can spark in a one hour class and realize that, that that's serving because you can't, I can't solve anyone's financial, all their financial problems in a one hour class. Anyone, no one, and no one can do that to anyone. That's just not how it works. Right. Um, so that was a really big thing for me to shift. And, and when I shifted that, that's when I started creating consistent content and I've created consistent content for years since. Um, and, and there's no way my business would be where it is if I hadn't made that shift. And I was still posting like every day for one week and then nothing for four months. Like if I was still doing that, no fucking way my business would be where it is. Like no way. Uh, so that was a huge one to change. Number six was investing in the wrong things, investing in courses when I should have invested in coaching, invested in learning more strategies when really I did not need more strategy. Like 
more sophisticated strategies were not going to solve my problems. More sophisticated strategies were not going to take me to the next level. What I needed was coaching to help me get out of my own way to consistently follow through and take action and to like overcome myself and to have a consistent, simple plan that I just actually did so I could build momentum and traction. And I think because courses maybe seemed like smaller investments at a time than coaching that I, I don't know, or maybe just like the feeling of like, oh, well, I can do like that's going to give me the answers and the strategy. Like I can do it myself without coaching. Um, I, I think is, I think it's also a pretty common experience that people experience that. Like it just seems obvious to prioritize courses. Oh, you get caught up in the hype of, um, of a, of a course being, uh, starting and you're like, yeah, that will be really amazing. But when really what I needed was coaching, um, and you know, And the coaching would have taught me whatever strategy I just needed for that moment in time. Um, And it would have, it would have given me the accountability and the consistency and actually the support I needed at the time when um, I, I, I needed, I needed someone else's belief uh, as well. And like, and their support and their, them seeing the path and seeing me creating the outcome when I was struggling to. So it was another big one. And I say that as if I don't need that now, but actually now coaching is just one of my essential elements in my business that, that I have that, because if I'm going to push my edges of my potential, that takes me way out of my comfort zone and I need a coach to do that. Just like anyone that wants to be a high level professional at anything, like an athlete, you know, you, you're not going to get there on your own. You're not going to see an athlete in the Olympics that does not have a coach, right? Because to get to your potential, you have to like push past your comfort zone and what you can see for yourself. So, uh, that is number six. Number seven is not financially supporting myself enough with a bridge job while my income was unstable. And I actually, you know, I had actually learned this lesson from my first little go at coaching and I vowed I wouldn't do it again. And I did do it again to a lesser degree though, to a lesser degree, because I did have a bridge job. I did have supporting stable income, but I didn't have enough And I kept thinking that I was almost there with enough stability. And so like, I just, if I just get to here, when I just get to here, when I like, oh, just like wait until this next launch. But really I just, it's still, even if I, I did get the, the outcome I wanted in that launch, it still wasn't enough to create actually true financial stability so that I wouldn't be in survival mode anymore. Um, and and really like I would have benefited greatly so that my, my sense of validity and stability and security, like on this planet didn't feel so constantly threatened, um, because of the, just the, the, the financial instability my business still had as I was growing it. Um, and I, I would have my creativity, my joy, my passion, my energy levels, my health, um, everything would have been served by me 
having more financial stability from a bridge job um, in those early years of my business. So that's number seven. That's big. You guys hear me talk about that a lot. If you haven't, or if you're new to my podcast or new to listening to me, I've got an episode a little while back called something like in the magic power of a bridge job and go and listen to that episode. If you want to hear me talk more about this, because I know that this is even counter to what a lot of other business coaches put out there. It's counter to a lot of the narrative of the online world, which is a bit more like take the leap, you know, like have full faith. If you have a business, it mean, if you have a site bridge job, it means you're not a bridge job, by the way, being a job that's pr- providing financial stability while you grow your business. Um, then it means like you're not believing in your business or you're not fully invested or some fucking bullshit as if like getting rid of it is going to help your business grow. And in most cases it won't. And in most cases it'll do the opposite. In most cases, it'll put you into a survival mode that will actually crush your business. So if you want to hear me talk about more about that, go to that podcast episode. Um, but that's number seven. And my sneaky extra number eight that I was like, no, I have to put this in because I want to like, I don't want to stop at seven, um, is not marketing my offerings enough, not putting offers out there enough. Like I would you know, I would market it when I was running a workshop or when I was running a course. But outside of that, I basically didn't like consistently make offers. I didn't, consi- I didn't consistently make offers for my coaching. I just didn't even have coaching my website, even though I did coaching. I was like, no, I'm just, just going to market these other things. So stupid. Um, but consistently putting out offers, even if people aren't taking you up on them, because the thing is you're, as you put out offers and every time you're like selling something and making an offer for a sale, you're also just educating people on what you offer and helping them see what it is and see how um, it could uh, look in their lives. And that's an important part of the process. I remember when I got this, I was like, ah, it really unlocked something for me. And then I just started really boldly like offering, here's a a business mapping session or financial mapping session. And I stopped caring whether anyone actually bought a fine or booked a financial mapping session from that post, because I was just like, I'm letting people know about this and get used to the idea of it. Uh, and let them know what they, what I offer. That's, that's, you know, that's building up momentum for the future and for those people to take that step later on. And it's completely irrelevant whether anyone actually buys from this post where I'm saying book one in with me. That was big. That's big for me to really get that, that like you just keep putting out offers, do it consistently um, and, and do it whether people are taking you up on it or not. And I mean, if you're consistently putting out an offer that no one's taking you up on and no one ever has, obviously you want to look at that. Uh, but just in a general sense of make offers more regular than you regularly than you think. Like I used to launch my courses sort of roughly every six months. I mean, and prior to that, I did actually do a workshop, uh, monthly, which was a really good thing to do. Um, and what I should have just done is just kept doing a monthly workshop while I, I did my courses if I wanted to do them six monthly. But to me that felt like, so, you know, like 
so much really um, when it wasn't. And I, and I should have been putting out things way more than, consistently than that if I wanted to make consistent money and consistently grow my business. But I wanted to just take things super cruisy, like sure, fine. But otherwise, it needed to be more often than that. Um, so that is, that's my the final one that I wanted to share with you, not making offers enough and regardless of whether people signed up. So I hope that, um, there's something you take from this. And I'd really invite you to even just consider right now, what's like the number one thing that I've shared that really pops out for you, that really jumps out and you're like, yeah, okay, wow, I do that. And I can see that if I changed that, that would make a really big difference. So I just want you to get like, what, what's that one thing for you that's popping into your mind from what I've shared and, and how you can see that playing out in your business. And just before I leave you on this podcast episode, I want to share with you about, if you just listened to my last episode, you know what I'm going to say, but about my business mastermind container coming up. So I run a business mastermind, which is essentially like a, a coaching container where you're going to get coached with me, with other from me, by me, with other people who are also growing their businesses and doing exactly what you're doing um, to create your epic business, your business that's based on what you love, that's based on what's like your highest service to your people, the planet, um, and your vision, like what's true to you and true to your heart and setting it up, getting it set up so that it will inevitably scale and grow to six figures. If you're already at six figures, um, but you, you know, you're still feeling the, the hamster wheel, the stuckness or the burnout, um, to multi six figures and to being profitable um, so that you're not having that experience. You're experiencing the flow, the freedom, the creativity, the passion that you really want to in your business so that you've got all of those things because all of those things are not random. They don't randomly happen. They don't randomly happen when you suddenly like get enough followers or when you suddenly like have a five figure launch. Like they don't, it doesn't just suddenly happen when you keep like flogging the same horse. They are intentional things that happen when you set up the structures for them to happen. And I'm talking about the internal structures so that you really master yourself to operate at your highest level of creativity and your genius and you, and the part of you that wants to come in and self-sabotage that has a, a trauma response to you creating a business so that you actually have the tools to manage that so that, you know, you're at that highest level of performance for yourself. You know what your vision is and you are creating it. And then the external structures for your business, that how do you actually structure your offerings, structure the organization of your business, structure the marketing of your business so that it A, aligns with your genius, B, is the highest service to your people, um, and C, creates an effortless organic flow that just flows so that all all of the people coming into all of your offers will just continue to grow and expand because you've got a flow structure set up. And this is, oh, this is just 
like it's just so essential for you to create the flow and stability in your business that you desire and have the service and impact that you desire as well. So that's what this mastermind is really about and what I am here to help you do. And in the mastermind, I do that through a monthly business training that you will have for, with, with, that's got things for you to implement every single month in your business set up and implement. You've got a seven month container with me. So you've got time for me to actually support you to implement, integrate, land and embody everything that I'm teaching you. You are going to have coaching with me every single month so that I'm constantly there as a support and coach for you. Um, and you're going to have a group to do it with, like a, a small, intimate group that are also all on the same journey as you, that you can bounce off, that you can have the support and encouragement of, and all of these things to, together combined create magic. So if you are feeling like you're on a hamster wheel with your business, you're stuck or frozen, you're fucking burnt out, like you're you're kind of in theory doing what you want, but you hate it, you feel trapped, you're not feeling like you've got the freedom you want, you're not feeling like you're reaching your potential, like it's, maybe everything feels a bit wish-washy, you don't know where you're going, there's no real plan, you're just kind of randomly doing shit um, and you're ultimately like not really reaching the level that you want to, then this is for you. This is for you. And I invite you to go and read about this mastermind, read about um, who it's for, what's included, what I'm going to help you with. And if it connects with you and it connects with your heart to go to the bottom of the page, click the button and book in an application call with me. So you can book in a 30 minute call with me to chat about it um, so that we can, you know, you can get to directly talk to me about where your business is now, what you want to create, whether this is going to be the right container with you, how we can make it work for you if you're not sure how you're going to be able to um, be a part of the container. Um, and, I'll, and I'll very honestly tell you whether I think it's something that will be helpful for you to do at this stage. You know, I'm, I'm, I will be very honest, very upfront with, about that kind of thing. So, uh, to get that information, which I would recommend you do now, the next container is starting in July. So you want to hop straight on it, babe. Uh, click the link that's in the episode description or head over to my website, go.alexisharvey.com uh, and you will find it under the coaching tab. The Queendom Alchemy Mastermind is going to have all the information and I'm I'm just so ex excited to start with another group of you and support you with this because it it makes a huge difference. It it shaves off years, tears, and stress. That was something that just came out of me when I was recording a story about this yesterday. It shaves off. It will shave off years, tears, and stress off your business um, and really bring you into alignment with yourself and who you are and what you're offering and what you're really here for, because you can't expand into your potential, your bigness and your leadership when you don't have the structures to do that. And that's exactly what I'm going to give you in this mastermind. So I hope, I hope, I hope to see you on an application call in the next week or two. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Lots of love.